Hello, everyone, and welcome to Gay Men Going Deeper, a podcast series from the Gay Men's Brotherhood, where we talk about all things personal development. Your hosts today are Kat, Matt, Callan, and myself, <laughs> Michael. <laughs> okay, guys, today we are talking about the super fun topic of surrender. So this continues to be one of my greatest lessons in life. I have not yet mastered it. I would say I'm like maybe not even halfway there. So I'm actually quite excited to talk to these guys about this topic. So the reason why surrender and I do not get along so well is that I am a doer. And for the longest time, I've seen all my results come through hard work and action. So when I think about surrender, it often feels a lot like giving up or failure. But what I've come to realize is that that is not the case at all. So I've learned that surrender is actually about letting go of control, not about quitting. So that is one of my greatest lessons and to illustrate how I come to think about giving up surrender and failure is a little analogy. So I want you to imagine that you're in a small boat like a, like a rowing boat or a canoe. And you're trying to get from one side of the river to the other side of the river, okay? But the current is opposing the way that you're rowing. So naturally, of course, you row faster, you row stronger, you grab those oars and you row, row, row. But the current remains strong. You're not getting anywhere. Instead, what's happening is you're getting tired, you're getting frustrated, maybe even angry. This tires you out. You're not getting where you wanna go and it is causing a lot of negative emotion within you. But if you just stop rowing, what'll happen is the river current will take you down the river, maybe a few miles down, and eventually you'll land on the other side of that river. So surrender is letting go of the oars and going with the flow of the current of the river. Giving up is jumping out of that boat. And failure is not even trying in the first place. It's not even getting into the boat. So that is how I have come to look at surrender, giving up and failure, because like I said, for me, they can kind of all go together and it, it often does feel like, like I'm giving up. So that is how I see it. And I would love to hear what Matt has to say on this topic, because for those of you who can't see us right now, Matt actually has over his right shoulder or left, I'm not quite sure. Left. Left, yeah. Over his left <laughs> shoulder, a big sign that says surrender in big purple letters. So go for it. <sighs> okay. <clears throat> There's so much to share on this topic, and I'm not sure where I'm going to go with this. I'm just going to let the words come out of me or through me. Um, maybe I'll start with the poster, though. So the poster was asked of me by my coach to write a big, big letters surrender because we identified that this is a big part of my journey. Um, I have been given many opportunities in my life to practice surrender, and I have chosen not to in most instances. Um, or I would surrender a little bit. Um, and I've been asked and almost kind of told <laughs> by the universe, I didn't really get much of a choice uh, to surrender. And I think that's when it gets really, really interesting when the universe is kind of working um, in on your behalf and giving you a lot of beautiful um, well, in retrospect, beautiful, but when you're in them, they can be very painful, but opportunities to let go. And uh, I've spoken about a lot of the things in, in past episodes. I'm not going to go into it too much about things surrendering from, you know, giving up control, criticism, people pleasing, um, body image, a lot of these things that I've grappled with my whole life. Um, 
I think the biggest one was probably perfectionism. Um, having to put forward this image of myself to people. Um, and I think the main thing is just being composed, um, not letting people see that they have an impact on me negatively, that they can't get under my skin. Um, and I think prior to starting my, my surrender journey, I was, um, I thought that I knew what humility was, but I didn't really even have a clue what humility was. And, uh, through going through my surrender journey or going, going through my surrender journey, I should say, um, I've been greatly humbled by um, my suffering and by the impact that other people have and the influence other people have on me. Um, and it's inevitable, right? I think when, when I deny the fact that other people have an impact on me, I am really denying myself opportunities to heal. And that's what I realized is that I was, I was repressing my triggers. I was avoiding my triggers and I wasn't actually using them for, for the benefit of growth. Um, and that all kind of shifted probably in the last year or two, but more so heavily in the last four months, just really, really um, working with my ego, working with, um, other people's egos, um, and allowing my ego to slowly start to unravel. And I think I'll kind of, I want to explain a little bit about what surrender is, because I think some people might not really understand the concept if they're not really into personal development or spirituality and, um, surrender in this, in the sense of the spiritual sense, which is the, the, the concept that I grapple with and work with, um, is we're, we're surrendering our ego uh, to our soul or we're surrendering control to our soul. Um, we all have like a, a, a life path or a destiny that we're all um, on. And we, <clears throat> when we're guiding ourselves by our ego, we are, we're grabbing the steering wheel and we're saying, I'm in charge, right? I'm, I'm in control. I'm driving this bus. Um, and we create the illusion of control by thinking that, okay, because I put myself in certain situations, I allow certain things in, I reject other things. It makes us think that we actually have control over what experiences we're, we're shaping and creating. Um, but in actuality, at least in my experience, um, it's the, you, the universe, life has a plan and life is going to execute that plan constantly. And I think the more that we try and control and the more we bring resistance into it, the more we create suffering for ourselves. And that's not to say that we don't have free will as human beings that we can't make choices and stuff, but in, in, in the big scheme of things, life is happening through us, right? We're not, we're not making life happen in any way. It's happening through us and we are instruments of, of, a, of the universe to execute um, many different things, whatever our life purpose is, we're brought into this planet to, to do whatever. And um, so a, 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 the way that I conceptualize surrender is it's, it's giving up the, the wants of your ego and uh, being more open and receptive to the needs of your soul. And <clears throat> it's such a fascinating like dichotomy to have these two experiences because it's like one is so material human form the other one is so like spiritual and there's no form to it and it's 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 really about um it's really about allowing 
Well, it's, it's really about allowing ourselves to get out of our own way, I think, is what it is. And um, I've had these, these experiences of who I want to show up as in this life. And, I, and my ego is telling me, okay, this is the story that I need to create of myself based off of how I choose to show up. And I want everyone to see me this way, right? And a lot of these things are around, I want to be seen as sexy. I want to be seen as having a great body. I want to be seen as masculine. I want to be seen as successful. I want to be seen as, it's like, it's all about perception, right? That's what the ego wants. And then when I surrender, I'm allowing the universe to ignite the, the special sauce inside my ego or inside my soul. That's, that is really the actuality of who I am. And I think I am more feminine. I am very playful. I'm not as stoic and, and serious as people think I am. Um, I, love to sing. I love to be goofy. Like there's this other side to me. Right. And this is what's happening in my experience right now is I'm letting go of ego moving into soul. And I'm, I'm noticing in myself and other people are noticing in me is this change of how I'm showing up and my energy feels different. And, um, and it's all attributed to surrendering. Right. And, um, Yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there because there's so much to say on this, but I want you guys to also have some time to kind of, and we'll just make it more of like a, a beautiful conversation. So I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I love this. I think it's because I'm in my surrender right now. So I'm just sitting here listening to you guys and I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to surrender to this conversation. <laughs> just like, listen, Michael, I love that analogy. I think that really helped paint a really great picture for a lot of people that it's like giving up is like, you know, jumping out of the boat, surrendering is like going with the flow and eventually getting to the other side and then not even starting, you know, not even starting. Um, ooh, surrender for me. I have a lot of surrender because I have that, you know, recovering perfectionist in me. So I always want to do, you know, what Matt was talking about, you know, portraying myself as a certain way, making sure people like us, like all those things that go around like the social society of like fit in and like, you know, be a part of and like we all want to find community and like how do you want to find community do you want to find that community by like portraying something so that people like you or do you want to be part of that community by just being yourself surrendering to your authentic self so that the right people are part of your community so that you don't have to like keep portray like portraying or pre pretending to be something that you're not um this is such a heavy topic i think i've been surrendering a lot recently um because all the things I've been working on and doing, I keep reminding myself that like, just do the work and don't focus on the outcome. I think that that has a lot of power for me in surrender is like, yes, have the goals. Yes, have the dreams, do the things, take the steps, but then don't be attached to the outcome of what it might be. And that that is part of my surrendering and just kind of going on the path and going down the journey and just being like, okay, what's happening is supposed to happen. The things I'm learning, I'm supposed to be learning and I'm focusing as much as I can on those learning aspects and those growth aspects and less about the outcome oriented aspects. Um, you know, even silly things like social media and like growing your social media and yada, yada. It's not because I want people to like love me and pay attention to me, but it's because I know that with that, large following comes, you know, influence. And with that influence, I can help shift the world, you know, in the way that I would like to see the world shift in, in those positive ways, the ways that we're doing here in the Gaiman's Brotherhood and Gaiman going deeper. And so I have to always remind myself that like, 
you know, the right people are going to come at the right time for them and that I just need to surrender and I just need to walk the path and keep doing the things and having faith. I think, Michael, you talked about this in our last podcast, I think maybe I could be wrong about like just faith or maybe it was the maybe I'm listening to I'm listening to so many audiobooks <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, it was Michael. It was okay. Michael. OK, yeah. I'm like, so it's just like having that faith that like, OK, everything's going to work out. And I think that that is a huge component of surrender. And I want to make sure that people don't take this because I know that in the gay community there's a lot of like when you say faith people just automatically think of religion that's not exactly what I'm talking about I'm ha I'm talking about faith as in like I have faith in myself to walk the journey I have faith in myself to carry things forward I have faith in myself that if I just keep doing the work you know it will go somewhere eventually and that's part of the journey is just like being on the journey um, and then faith is also like having a belief that there is something greater than yourself, whatever you choose to call it, whether that's the universe, God, Allah, like Buddha, there's so many different options, but having that faith that like, you know what, as long as I keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing, what I can feel in my soul that I'm supposed to be doing, then that is the right path for me. Um, and surrendering to that is for me looks like just doing it, waking up and doing those hard things that maybe I don't want to do, but I know that it's part of the path and that it's not going to be hard forever. Or if I just get it done and over with, then I can be like, cool, awesome, that's done. Is it always great to, or is it, does it always feel great to be like, I have all this work to do? No, but like that's part of life. Life can't just be happy, go lucky and rainbows and sunshine and lollipops. There has to be the difficult parts because we need something to know that like we're moving in the right direction. And when those difficult parts come up, it's, you know, it's kind of just testing us a little bit to see like, okay, is whatever you're moving towards worth going through this little bit of like unhappiness or uneasiness or difficultness to get to the other side. And that's how, you know, you're going in the right direction that if you're willing to do the hard bits and work on yourself and work on the things you need to do to get to the other side, then you know what you're working on is worthy. And I find a lot of people get stuck when they don't want to do the hard work and they get upset because they're like, Oh, where I'm going isn't where I want to go but they haven't spent that time to figure out what that is. And sometimes that just looks like surrendering and being like, cool, you know what? I'm at a quote unquote dead end job or go nowhere job. That's fine. Just surrender to that and be like, this is just part of the journey right now. And pairing that surrender with hope that like hope that something else is coming for you. That's the part that I find most people can move through those things more easily is when they hold the hope that it's like, yeah, I'm at a shitty job and I hate it right now, but I'm surrendering to it because I know I need to pay my bills and take care of myself, take care of my family and do what it needs to be done. But on the other side, there's hope that things will change. And as long as I'm taking those 1% change, like steps every day to get there, that eventually it'll happen. Um, I just went on some random tangent. My brain's like up in the clouds right now. So that's all I'll say right now about surrender and I'll pass it off to Michael. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's great. Um, Callan, you said something that I want to touch on too, which was uh, attachment. I think that's when I, when I notice when I need to surrender is usually when I have that sense of attachment. Like I need, I need this result. I need it to be this way on this timeline, or I need to be, you know, happy or similar to what Matt was saying. Like I need people to see me as this, like anytime you're really attached to something, that's usually when I'm like, okay, wait a minute. This is the opposite of what I need to be doing. This isn't feeling good. Like I think surrender comes with a lot of openness and possibilities and opportunities if we kind of let go 
a little bit. So anytime that I think people are feeling very attached to needing something in a certain way, that could be a little clue that maybe now is a good time to start practicing surrender. Mm -hmm. Attachment is, I think, the, the source of all suffering. And attachment is from ego. It's about want, right? The soul needs, knows what it needs. The, the ego thinks it knows what it wants. And then it, it acts from that place. And I think that's a really, um, a really challenging place to be when we're, when we're living from a place of attachment, because life isn't always going to serve your attachments. <laughs> and that's when we, really? that's when we're asked to surrender. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? Yeah. 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 Have such a story to tell about this now it just popped in my head as matt was talking about like like surrendering to that attachment because as i talked about before i got kicked out when i was young when i was 16 and i had to move out and that was so difficult because i was living in this space of attachment of like i want like i i thought that i had to live here and that this is what safety looked like to me and that even though i wasn't really safe in that environment like it was it was what was familiar and it's what i understood and i fought so hard against it and i was so angry and it was such a negative experience going through all of that because i was fighting against it so hard um that even like my sister at the time had to take me on a car ride. And I remember she took me and we drove um, and we parked at the superstore in Coquitlam and like far away from everybody. And she just like talked to me about like how I have to move out. Like she's like, it just, it has to happen. Like you don't have a say in this and I know it fucking sucks. And that like, you know, your dad's girlfriend's a shitty person and I hate her too. But like, you know, you don't understand it now but like, it'll get better on the other side. <clears throat> and my sister was never full of sage advice, but you know, this was good advice, but I just remember breaking down and crying and being like, I hate this because it's not what I thought I wanted. I was attached to the outcome. And it's not like I dislike my mom. Like I love my mom and I loved being with my mom and living with my mom in my head would be great. But there was all these other things I had attached to it of like, I knew my mom couldn't financially like provide for me. And it was, I knew it was going to be so difficult for her. And I thought that that was just so unfair for my dad to do with the whole situation. And so when I finally did move out, my whole life changed in ways that I had no idea it would even change. Like the first thing I did, my mom was talking to me about banking or something. And she's, I was like, oh, I don't have a debit card. My mom's like, you're 16 and you don't have a debit card. Like what has your father been doing? And so the first thing she took me to do is go get a debit card. And I also didn't have like my learner's driver's license yet. And she's like, you don't even have your learner's driver's license yet. I was like, no. And she's like, oh my God. So she like took me to go get my learner. All these things that like normal I guess families, I guess you could say would do. My mom's like, like, what have you been doing over there? And so it's like set my life up and like started preparing me for the real world and like started shifting my responsibilities and was like, yeah, we're going to take you driving. Like you need to learn this skill. Like we need to, you need to learn how to use the bank and like all these other things. And that wouldn't have happened had that shift not come, but it was so scary and I was so angry because I was so attached to a specific outcome that I thought I wanted, that I thought I needed. And it's not the way that it looked and it's not the way that it happened, but it ended up being so much better. So 
if I could go back and give myself advice, I would just say, you know what? It sucks. Let it suck, but surrender to it so that it's not so painful. And I think that that would have been some good sage advice for me. It's like, you know, let it suck, cry, do all the things, but don't fight, like don't fight it actively tooth and nail. Like if it's like ripping it apart, like just like surrender to it and be like, this sucks. And then go with it and be like, cool, but who knows what will end up on the other side. Mm. I think that requires an, uh, a lot of humility. And it, it's like, as you're saying that story, I'm thinking of like, you need to have this element of like, I don't know all the answers. You have to admit, I don't have all the answers. The best way is not necessarily my way. Like I'm willing to be wrong about what I think I need. I'm willing to be wrong about who I need to live with and how it's going to go. And, and like, you just have to be willing to be wrong and, and allow mm -hmm. the universe or God or whoever, whatever you believe in to find another way for you. Because the thing is with, with surrender, like when I, when I experience it, it's very clear. I, I like to use the word universe is pushing me in not the direction I'm going. So I'm knocking on this door and I'm banging this door and I'm killing this door down, but it will not budge. And the universe is like, girl, open the other door. <laughs> Everything you want is on that door, but I'm certain that it must be this door. So it does require a level of, you know what, I could be wrong. Um, a level of maybe I'm seeing, maybe I'm not seeing something that, you know, maybe other people can see or a greater being a higher power, whatever you want to call it. It does tie into spirituality quite a bit, this topic. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I could talk about it all day long. Um, it's, and another thing too, is willing to be, or uh, willing to be wrong. Yes. Huge. And I think um, when, when we're breaking down ego structure, that's what surrender is. Essentially, we also have to be willing to fail. And I think this is where people grip, they white knuckle it and they're like, fuck surrender. I'm not surrendering because the thing with, with when we're, when we're living from our ego is we're, we're constantly exposing ourselves to failure because the universe is trying to align us to our soul's purpose, to our destiny. And when we're pushing and pushing and pushing with resistance with our ego, we're going to go into the wrong professions. We're going to choose the wrong partners. We're going to do all these things. And those relationships will fail. That job will fail. And because you're, they're trying to break you down, break your ego down. So you can start to live from your, your soul's purpose. And I think when people experience that, if they don't have faith to fall back onto, they see that as just this human experience of failure. I'm a failure, perpetuating shame, grips us on even tighter. We don't surrender even more. And it's just, it's this vicious cycle. And I, I lived it for, for decades. And I know that's that struggle all too well. And it's the, my healing has come from surrendering, surrendering my mind to my body, which is essentially surrendering your ego to your soul. And as soon as I started living from this place of truth, which is in my body um, and, and taking little breaks from my mind is when things started to really shift. And I think one of the biggest gifts that I've been given in the last four months is a, a really deep ability to feel my feelings that I've never had before. And I think that is so key to this healing journey and to surrendering because a lot of us don't surrender because we don't want to feel the feelings associated with being wrong, failing, blah, blah, blah. The, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, so we hold on, we don't feel our feelings, we repress them, we distract from them. And then we wonder why we're not growing and evolving, right? So um, feeling the feelings associated with, with the surrender process, um, as painful as they can be, but it's so, so crucial. Like giving up control for me is like 
oh god it's so painful it's just like I just it's it brings up so much stuff for me and it's it's mostly it brings up anxiety I've had to really learn how to manage my anxiety in my surrender process because there's so much that's out of out of your control but what actually I've realized is that when you give up control you're actually gaining control because when what you think you have is controlling other people or controlling circumstances but you don't they'll never it never works so the more that you think you have control the less control that you actually have and i wrote i wrote this um down and it's something that i read every morning um the more conditions i place on people the more i am exposing myself to feeling unsafe when i control to try and feel safe i give away my power and this is what actually feels unsafe for me because me thinking that um i have control is me trying to control other people and then i'm giving away my power because if they don't if they don't follow what i think that i need in order to feel safe i feel unsafe so boom i've just given away all my personal power it via control and i have nothing to show for it at the end of the day that's that that quote alone is why i'm motivated to surrender because i don't want people to have all my personal power i want to be standing in my personal power um yes <laughs> you also just talked a lot about failure <clears throat> and i just want to like put it out to everybody out in the audience that it's like well what is failure is failure really something that's negative or is failure really just an opportunity for you to learn and grow and i think so many of us get conditioned to only focus on the outcomes like oh why didn't you get an a on this paper or you know you didn't win first place or, and we focus so much on the outcome we don't focus on the journey and the learning it took to get to that outcome whatever the outcome is and you know this is where parenting comes into play hugely um and there's a lot of research and science going into this now about praising the the right actions and so many parents and people praise the outcomes and they don't praise the actual journey on to get to that outcome because that's the biggest part is that journey is that learning is that growing and you know whether you win or whether you lose at that end quote unquote it doesn't matter because the journey was the most important part like what are the takeaways so we better set kids up when we focus on the like oh you got an a on this test you must have studied so hard i'm so proud that you spent the time to do this not just focusing on, oh, well, you got an A, good for you. Or, oh, you didn't get an A, what's wrong with you? Because then you're so focused on the outcome. And that goes into the real life stuff of like, you know, getting that job and then failing at that job or failing at the marriage and all those things. You're focused on the outcomes. You're not focused on the living the actual journey part of it. And so <clears throat> when you can focus more on the living, on living the journey aspect and focus on like, what am I learning? What, I'm gr what am I growing through? it takes all this pressure off of the quote unquote failure because that's a huge journey I've been going on because I was petrified to fail because I needed to be perfect. Like I needed to be perfect all the time. And it was so much fucking pressure <laughs> that like I was killing myself and I wasn't moving forward because I wasn't allowing myself to fail because I wasn't allowing myself to learn those lessons. And so I only am moving forward in my life when I fail because that's what allows me to learn the lessons to grow and then pivot and go, cool, maybe I failed in this aspect, but I learned all these things. How can I take these things and now apply them and do it again and improve upon? That's what I think the juicy part is, is that, you know, taking what you learned and taking it to the next place and then growing and improving upon it and making it bigger and making it better every single time. Every time people think like overnight success, whatever, no. 
everybody had to practice. Everybody had to go through the journey. Everybody had to like repeat, 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 and get a little bit better, get a little bit better. Like, you know, singers aren't just, some people are good natural singers, but a lot of the times, even those natural singers still have to work at it. Celine Dion doesn't just wake up and go, oh, I'm Celine Dion, I can sing. Sure, she can, but she takes care of her voice. She uses all the things she needs to in order to make sure her tool is completely tuned and well-tuned. She does her warm-ups. She does all of her vocal training. She still works with coaches, even though she's Celine Dion, because she knows it takes time and you can constantly keep learning and growing through that. So I just want to throw that out there to maybe try reposition the mindsets around failure being it is look at failure as an opportunity to learn and grow and then take that information and apply it to the next steps um in the in my going back to my analogy the way that i redefine failure is um by not even getting in the boat in the first place so as soon as you get in the boat and try it, as, as soon as you've attempted, does not matter what the result is, even if the boat capsizes, even if you end up on a different side of it, you have not failed because you've tried. And that's the way that I like to redefine it because similar to you, Callan, you know, perfectionism, fear of failure, are a very, very big part of my life. And as soon as you start a business, as you guys know, you got to let that shit go because <laughs> failure is part of it, right? So that has been huge for me. And again, I used to think that surrender was the synonym, synonym, is that the right word? Synonym for failure. And I've come to realize that that's not the case. So um, I love what you, what you mentioned there. And I actually have a question for Matt at some point. Uh, sure. I'll ask it now, but you had said that uh, surrender feels terrible to you, right? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Because when, I, when I think of surrender in, in my way and I see the way you're using it and, and I, I like that, but I like to think of it as relief because as soon as I kind of, yeah let go it's like this big okay exhale you know i don't i don't need to bang down the door the red door i can go to the door beside it and that's that's relieving and then that door just opens of course so for me surrender often feels like relief so when you said it it was challenging i was just curious to know that we have a different um experience of surrender right yeah um yeah, that's that's a, a loaded question. There's lots of juicy stuff there to to <laughs> go into. Um, where do I want to go with this? Uh, I think I think a, a big factor in um, in my journey of surrender is because um, of trauma. And I think when we experience trauma when we're younger, especially childhood trauma, we learn that the world isn't safe or we think the world isn't safe. We perceive our environment as unsafe. We perceive people as unsafe. And I think for me, the biggest surrender for me is relational, surrendering to people. Um, And I think when I I learned that surrender when... um, Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll reverse it. I've talked in previous episodes about priming the ego uh, in order to, to, to properly surrender because the ego is going to be the mechanism that's going to prevent you from surrendering. Uh, when we experience childhood trauma, we actually prematurely form our ego around the stage of when the trauma was um, experienced. So we develop this ego mechanism to protect us. Because it, the ego is like this separate sense of self from the world, right? So if we experience trauma in this environment, and we don't have an ego set to develop, to, to fall back on, that we don't have a personality structure to work with it and to protect ourselves from it. So the ego is the protection mechanism. But as we get older, it actually doesn't serve us anymore. It becomes maladaptive and we have to surrender our ego so we can, um, we can start to get into the juiciness and the yumminess of the soul and, and what our, our true purpose is. And I think... Um, 
so that's why for me, um, surrender is quite painful because it represents um, exposing myself to things that aren't safe, at least in my perception, right? So giving up control means that people will be able to influence how I feel. Um, my trauma was relational when I was younger. So people had a very strong influence over how I felt. And I made a deal with myself almost like an oath when I was a kid that I'm never going to let somebody impact how they I feel and why do you think I sabotage all my relationships because as soon as they start to um make me feel really intense emotions I'm like uh -uh. see ya I'm out <laughs> right so that's what I'm working on right now is I'm working on and it all stems kind of from this fear of abandonment that I've brought up in previous episodes and stuff and a lot of healing taking place in this area right now um but so I want to share a little bit from my journal. Um, I'm not going to, it's not going to be too juicy, <laughs> but uh, I made it because I told you guys that I was going to be making a list of things um, around what my free spirit wants to experience. So I did this and it was actually really, really cool. So I want to just, um, I'll share it personally, but I want to give people a bit of a structure if you're struggling with control or perfectionism or these sorts of things and how you can start to surrender. Um, because you first want to prime the ego. You want to start to have these conversations with your ego around, yes, it's safe to, um, it's safe to surrender because you're going to get X, Y, and Z, right? So these are my X, Y, and Zs for you guys. Um, so what does my free spirit want to experience in this life? Um, freedom to love without fear, lots of hot sex, traveling and adventures, to sing with and in front of people, to dance, to be playful and silly, to give lots of gifts and make people feel special, to be recognized for my gifts and talents, to build a life with someone special, to be fearlessly authentic, to be a spiritual leader who shows people the way to their free spirit. Tons of inspiration so I can share that energy with others. To be an amazing uncle. To love without fear of loss or abandonment. To go bungee jumping. Lots of shopping, lots of gardening, yummy food, naked time, massages, deep and meaningful connections. Speaking on stage to thousands of people. Complete forgiveness, total surrender. Unlimited trust and faith in the universe. To meet Matt Kahn. To have a partner that builds my business with me to play ukulele and sing, to fully embrace my feminine and to feel connected to a community. So this was important for me to do because it needed, I needed to actually convince my ego self that on the other side of the surrender, there is a lot of beautiful things that await me. Um, and then what I, what else I did was I created a list of benefits of surrendering. And I think this was actually the most profound because we often look at surrendering as this daunting thing. Like, why would I want to become passive to life? Like, don't I want to be like in charge, like in the driver's seat? But I think sometimes we get confused about what is going to be, what, what is actually good for us because we haven't tasted all the flavors. So the universe is like, taste all these flavors before you decide what's good for you and what's not. Um, so anyway, so I did, a, I've been doing a lot of soul searching on this. So I wrote down a list of benefits of surrender and I'll read them to you guys here. Um, so I can stop worrying about people hurting me. Um, I can open to be open to love, to loving freely. My heart will lead the way. I will have more balance emotionally, less forcing my success and more receiving, more self-acceptance, more satisfaction with my life, less nervous system activation, less controlling for my happiness or safety, more inclusion and connection, greater connection to spirit, a deeper psychic ability, less caring what others think, easier access to my authenticity, 
less emotional reactivity, less proving myself to others, less people pleasing, less attachment to my physical appearance, more worthiness for who I really am, more synchronicities, more presence, more tantric sexual experiences, less time in dark and fearful thoughts, less jealousy and feeling territorial, less lone wolf and more community, more confident public speaking, less attachment to outcome and more focus on joyful experiencing, freedom, more energy to enjoy abundance, more gratitude, more secure in my relationships. I will attract a man who is a perfect fit. I will heal all my childhood trauma and more personal power. And <clears throat> you might be hearing that list and thinking like, well, how are you going to get all that if you surrender? And I think the key in surrender is to let go of ego. Ego is the root of all fear, right? So all of those things were either more of love or less of fear, if you really truly want to um, conceptualize it in a very easy uh, way. So that's my plan. And it's surrender isn't about, oh, you just jump off the cliff and then you're just fine and you're good. It's not about that. It's about constantly making the choice to surrender in each moment because there's still things that come up where I feel the need to grab on and control and I breathe and I pull myself back from that and I just allow, right? And that's, and some days I fail at it and some days I'm good at it. And I just think that that's part of the surrender journey too, is just to know that you're not going to be perfect and to give yourself a lot of self-compassion as you navigate um, de-gripping, <laughs> letting go with each finger. <laughs> <clears throat> oh God, I'm dying here. <clears throat> My goodness, sorry. Um, I love that. And I, there was two things that came to me when you were talking. The first mm -hmm. is I heard you talking about um, <clears throat> wanting to sing more in community. And yeah. so I would highly recommend, you know, once the pandemic is settled down and people have been <laughs> vaccinated and all that stuff um, to maybe consider joining something like the Vancouver men's chorus. Mm -hmm. It is an amazing group of men. I was in the Vancouver men's chorus, which is a choir. So you yeah. sing and it's uh, when I was there it was about a hundred guys in it. So it also was a, like a built-in community and they were, they're still some of my best friends today. So that cool. definitely would be something to look into for that. Okay. The other part of that, when you were talking and I was thinking of like my own life and, and this like surrendering and like kind of letting go of the reins in order to enjoy those things. And like, I was like, well, yeah, how, how can you do that? I thought of when I traveled Europe and when I went backpacking all over Europe yeah, and it was like, you know, I had a certain amount of control as in regards to like, this is before iPhone. So it was like dating ourselves a little bit, but like before iPhone, and it was like, I still had to book, you know, places to stay at like a coffee shop or at the hostel before moving on to the next hostel. So there was like a little bit of control there, but the adventure and the letting go and surrendering to what the adventure was going to be was completely up in the air. Like I had no set plans for certain places and it was just kind of like, okay, well, let's just show up and see what there is to do in the city. And we met so many amazing people when I was traveling and I had so many amazing adventures mm. that I still remember today that I'm just like, I let go of all the control of like, no, I need to know what's going on or who's doing what or whatever. And I just went with the flow. I took the steps. I made sure that, you know, my housing was taken care of and all that kind of basic stuff. But then I just kind of went for it. And I had so many freaking amazing adventures that thinking back on it now, I'm like, 
how did I go from like having that experience in Europe and like really just giving into it to like now where it's just like, oh, if I don't know who's going to be at the party, maybe I don't want to go to the party because I won't have control of the situation or like, no, I'm going to stay home because I don't have control of this. Like there's so many ways <laughs> that I've stopped myself now. And I'm like, just like, or when people invited me out to go do something, I was always so tentative because it was like this new adventure that I wasn't sure of. And there's just like, it's attached to so many lies I tell myself that are not true at all. Because I think about when I, when I first moved here to Toronto and I was just like, I need to meet people. I need to, like, this is my home. I need to make an effort to do something. And I joined, like, there was a, an LGBTQ choir here called Singing Out. I joined that. So I made new friends there. I joined um, the Gay Dodgeball League. So I made a bunch of new friends there and I tried something new and it was uncomfortable and I was scared and I was nervous because I was like, I don't know how these people are going to take me. But then just taking the step and going and being there reminded me that, like, oh, hey, yeah, people are generally just nice. And I think I forget that sometimes. I think I, I think I forget that people are just genuinely nice people a lot of the time and do just wanna like help you or like, you know, help you become part of the group because with Dodgeball, everybody was so nice on my team and like welcoming and like meeting everybody else. They were like, oh, who are you? Welcome to the city. Like, have a good time. And like goofy, like I don't play dodgeball because I'm good. I play dodgeball because it's fun and I'm terrible at it. <laughs> but it's such a, it was such a good experience to like be like, oh, hey, trying new things can be fun and it can be good. And like, yeah, there can sometimes be negative experiences, but like that's with anything you do in life. And I'd rather try those things now. So now I'm 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 seeing where you're coming from of like the surrendering because I didn't know what the outcomes were going to be and just hoping for the best. But when I remind myself of the times I did surrender like massively, so many amazing things happened. So I need to practice doing that more often, being like, yeah, sure. If something comes for me from like out of left field and the universe is like, hey, try this, I'll be like, you know what? I will try that. Maybe it'll be amazing, maybe not, but at least I'll have an adventure figuring it out. <clears throat> that adventure is the gift. I love that. I love that story. Mm -hmm. That example is a great example. Uh, there, there. I mean, I, I find the same thing when I when I have surrendered, when I've done it. Uh, there's been a gift on either side of it. Something I didn't even know I wanted, didn't even know was out there. Like you know, just it, it's amazing what will show up for you if you can just let go a little bit. One of the things that was hardest for me, and I'm curious to, to get your, your guys' opinion on this, is the reason why it has taken me so long, and as I said at the beginning, it still is, I'm by no means an <laughs> expert at all, um, I still have a hard time with surrender, is because for my whole life, I have achieved amazing results by the doing, by the action. So I'm like, well, why would I surrender if clearly the way that I've been doing it is, is, has been working? Mm. And for those people, I will say this, in my same experience, I will burn myself out quick doing it the old fashioned way. And it is a lot more fun. Like Callan just mentioned, there's adventures and gifts if you surrender a little bit and you don't burn yourself out. There's not that chronic anxiety of needing to control the outcome and the how. Um, yeah, I would say it's, it's more fun and you can, there's more longevity. Is that the right word? Longevity in like getting stuff done. So as I'm building my business, I could have, I mean, I started off burning myself into the ground and just <laughs> going like all for it and then like hit the wall. And then eventually I kind of started to let go a bit say, you know what, I'm open to other ways of doing it. I'm open to getting it wrong. I'm open to seeing other ways. And then that's when the things that I wanted showed up for me. Mm 
mm-hmm. after that surrender. So what would you guys say to people who, you know, feel the same way that they have a lot of um, experience and results doing it the old fashioned way? I have a perfect example for this because yeah. when you started talking, I was like, yes, I just finished listening to the audiobook. Um, the Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. And in there, she literally talks about this because she is that person. She is the, mm. um, she used to call it digging as in like dig in and just push through and get her done. Mm. And she's like, that's what I, like, that's what I do. And I was so fatigued. I was so tired. I was grumpy. And like, she's like, I just wasn't living my best life. And so she came up with a new acronym for dig um, oh God, I can't remember it right now, but basically it's like, she slows down. And when she finds herself, like she gives an example of she's sitting at her computer and her brain is just not functioning. She's like, just push through, like, just dig in. And like, she's like, but I had like two choices. I could sit there and stare at my computer screen and like go on Facebook and waste my time and pretend that I'm digging in, or I could go and use that hour and a half of like, play time because my brain was obviously not going to work and go and watch a movie on Netflix that I really, really wanted to watch in that time. And so she's like, instead of doing what I normally do, pushing through, digging in, I got up, I went to the TV, I turned on Netflix and I watched that movie on Netflix and I felt so good and it relaxed me. And she's like, and it shifted me from what energy I was in and it was surrendering but it was surrendering with a direction of purpose. So it was a surrender to play in a way that was going to be productive, not counterproductive. So like scrolling on Facebook aimlessly or social media and like turning our brain off that way isn't productive, but doing something she genuinely wanted to do, she wanted to watch this movie and it was like, perfect, this is the time and did it. So it's like, it's that picking and choosing and realizing what's going to help you move forward at the same time as surrendering. So that could also look like um, maybe if you're normally like stuck and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do and you're getting frustrated, it is pushing yourself back and it is getting your shoes on and going for a walk. And you might think that that's counterproductive, but it's giving you fresh air, it's getting you exercise, it's giving you time to be outside. And then when you come back, you'll be refreshed. Maybe you won't have that writer's block going on. Or, you know, maybe it's, going out with a friends for a night when you usually don't go out for a night, but you're just feeling so pent up and like, you're like, I need to do something different, giving yourself the permission to go and do that and, and allowing yourself to surrender to that experience and that it's okay. And I highly suggest if anybody out there is, is interested in this specific topic, Brene Brown goes into deep detail in her book, Gifts of Imperfection. So definitely look that one up if you want. Yeah. I love that was one of my favorite books. I read that book. um, Well, when it was first released, I think it was like eight years ago, or seven years ago, or something like that. And it was, uh, it changed my life completely. That book and Untethered Soul by Michael Singer are probably my two favorite, like life changing books. Um, But to answer your question, Michael, I would say, because this is this has been my, my whole life the doingness was so out of balance with the beingness. And I really truly believe we need 50 50 in order to be happy. And I think that there's a time to hustle and there's a time to receive. And I think we, in, and this, this, this is very important for the personal development journey as well, that we, we work, we grind, we read all the books, we do all the audio books, blah, blah, blah. And then you need integration. It's no different than in, as an entrepreneur, you need to hustle then you need to chill the fuck out and receive and integrate all your hard work. And that's the beauty of, of the journey when you start to get to a place where you find balance is that you get to just 
chill and let the clients come. You've already done the work. Let the universe now bring exactly what you've aligned yourself to. Let it, let it happen. And that when we get out of our own way, it's amazing what starts to show up and how much abundance comes to us with ease and grace. And we don't need to be hustling constantly for it. So that's been a big, big part of my journey is letting go of some of that. And I, it's nice. Like I've been struggling pretty badly for the last three weeks and I have posted like nothing on social media and I don't even care. I'm like, you know what? I'm not just going to post mumbo jumbo because I think I need to post. It's like, I want to post quality content. So it's like, I will post when I'm aligned and my followers will get it. Cause they're like, I want juicy content. I don't just want a filler. I don't want filler content. <laughs> so it's like, I've just been taking the last three weeks to chill <clears throat> and it's all good. You know what I mean? It's all good. So I think a lot of mine, my story with that also comes from being in like the sort of downtown Toronto Bay street corporate financial world for 13 years where that is celebrated almost like, working hard, staying late. Like there's, it's like you people wear it as a badge of honor, which I know Brene Brown also talks about and getting out of that mentality has been, has been relieving, but also not as, not as easy as I thought. Like it it is quite ingrained. I don't know if it's just a Toronto thing. I've, I've, I've been told that Toronto is very much uh, got that hustle city vibe to it, but for anyone who works in that kind of environment, it can be, it, it almost rewards the wrong thing. It rewards, overdoing it, it rewards the hustle when really there's so much more in not doing it that way. Mm. I fully agree. I've lived in, I've lived in a lot of cities and it's definitely not just Toronto. I've, I definitely felt the hustle in London. I feel when I lived in London in the UK though, it was, it was a bit more balanced because people did go out, but they did it in a very unhealthy way. It was like at five o'clock and you go anywhere in London, every single pub will be full to the brim to the point that people are outside and like, it's very common and it's just what you do. You go out for drinks after work with all of your colleagues and that's just part of the culture. So they do have that like kind of balance, but I think the way they do it is a very unhealthy way. I think that there's definitely healthier ways to do that. So it's not every single day after work, you're going to the bar. Um, But then, you know, in Dubai, it was very hustle, very busy, very like bougie, very look a certain way kind of energy. So everybody was always constantly hustling to look important. Mm. Oh God, it made me ill. Like everybody <laughs> was constantly like, oh, I need to look a certain way. I need to go to the right brunch. I need to like be in the right photos. I need to like be taken, like I need to take selfies with the right people so that like my influence. And I was just like, Ugh. so I always <laughs> stayed at home in Dubai because I was like, I hate this bullshit. I just make my money, get out. Um, but yeah, it's 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 probably a lot of people around the world where that is a badge where they're like, I'm chronically tired and that's a good thing to yeah. them. And it's not, that's why nothing in your life is changing because you're wearing the wrong thing as a badge of honor. Cause you're like, Oh, I'm supposed to be fatigued and super tired. I tried to date this guy who was in the financial um, sector in London when I was in Dubai and his parents were like overachiever doctors and, and he was now kind of, he didn't become a doctor. And so he had to go into finances, but he was working all the time that every time I was in London, I was like, can we get together? He's like, Oh no, I'm, I'm at work. And I'm like, it's like seven o'clock at night, dude. Like, it's like, I know, but like all this stuff, I'm like, I'm like, it's not a badge of honor. Like you have to mix the fun and the play. Otherwise you're going to burn yourself out so quickly. And I think in North America specifically, that's a problem because we only get so much holiday. Like, I think it's like what the average is like a week or two weeks. Mm. And when I was living 
in other countries, we got like a month, we got like six weeks. Uh, and that's normal because you need to have a healthy work-life balance. You need to have that play, yo. It's that 50-50 that I was talking about, the, the hustle and then the receive, right? Like the play and the work, work hard, play harder. Yeah. Right. Oh, well. I, want, I just want to share some, because uh, I think we got about five minutes. I want to yeah. share some little um, <clears throat> mantras that I, because I write down, I have like thousands of these freaking little things and there's stacks of them. Um, <clears throat> so some, some of the things, so every morning I just get up and I sit and I work through, do some mantra work. I speak my, my vibration into the universe. And um, so one of the things that I have is I surrender life, have your way with me. Mm. And it's just, it's just an opportunity to just be a little bit, a little bit submissive with the universe. Let the universe take a bit of control. And then another one is I give up control to my soul. And another one is I am trusting without knowing because I am guided by the guided by universal, universal intelligence. intelligence. I like it. I like it too. And then this is a big one for me. I drop resistance to blank and you just go through things in your life that you have resistance to and you create the intention that you're wanting to drop some resistance to it. And you can even do that just if something pisses you off and you're, you notice that you have this really heightened reaction inside you to control or to, you know, seek revenge or to whatever. It's all resistance. So just speak it, drop that resistance and allow yourself to settle back into your breath, into your energy of flow, which is surrender. So those are my little tips to finish off. I like that first one. It was sneaky. Yeah. which which one? Oh, sur <laughs> i surrender life have your way with me Ooh, like life is just pushing you up against the wall being like i'm gonna make you my little oh, bitch yeah. today and you're just like give it to me life give me all the good stuff you don't need a safe word for that one no yeah, yeah. no safe word needed <laughs> amazing mm. oh well does anybody have anything else they want to add in at the end here I'm all good. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, this has been another magical episode of Gay Men Going Deeper. We thank you all for supporting us and coming on this adventure and journey with us. Please give us a subscribe and a thumbs up. Give us a like wherever you're watching this. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and hit that bell so that you can get notified every time we put these episodes out. We have started putting out weekly episodes. We have bonus episodes where we started interviews and doing panels on specific specific and a very important topic. So those will be coming in the future. Um, make sure you sign up for the email list to stay updated. I send them out every Thursday to make sure that you know that what podcast episode is coming out and also to talk about our group Zooms that we do for free if you're part of the Gay Men's Brotherhood Facebook group, which if you're not, there's the links in the show notes or in the videos below. So all that good stuff. Anybody have anything? Did I forget anything? No? Awesome. All right, guys. Have the best day ever. Peace, love, rainbows. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>